0: All rise for your dishonorable, not-a-real-judge, Damone Allen. Debatable is now in session.
1: Right. <laughs> well, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Debatable. Um, Dude, you- I'm your host your judge um Damone Allen um uh, here today with me is Mike um Hi-Fi Mike hey. I remember your
0: yeah day. finally
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hi-Fi Mike um is joining me back from the dad is Travis um
0: Prime Trav- Time Travy T the real champion
1: undisputed undefeated ignore champ happy- champ I am the bookie
2: champ and said. I am the debatable champ
1: so Neither us defeated. <laughs> None of that. And, and true. also, we
0: got my son, <laughs> John. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's John. finally. Wait, wait. It's finally. Uh, the uh, money world order versus young blood. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah <laughs> ye. Finally,
2: the battle of the boy <laughs> berries has begun.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah, we have special guest John. Um, so john um for this episode we're on episode yeah this episode three <laughs> last week we didn't have an episode because i'm gonna be honest i just didn't feel like doing one Woo! so yeah, yeah. um yeah. The best. but <laughs> <laughs> um so um this week's episode um we like i said we have john um john why don't you tell the people a little bit about yourself
2: um well sup i'm john uh it's the Anybody from the group listening, y'all know that I'm the shitpost king and uh, uh, your local Dolph Ziggler stan. Um, but today I'm here to have some senseless debates with some homeboys and uh, I figure since we're probably going to be discussing some topical issues, I'll just drop my only credential to compare to Damone's and that I'm completing my bachelor's in history education. I know he he's gonna flex his degree at some point so gotta throw that out there
0: he and degree. he's so smart Ooh. guys i didn't know how smart john was
1: Wait, which which one do you didn't know i had a degree or john
0: john
2: uh, i'm, I'm finishing up mine like I, I graduate next year
0: i I figured Demon would have a degree he's so smart too me and mike are just <laughs> the resident <laughs> morons exactly <laughs> As I, as I explained on the last episode, I'm one of those kids that I wasn't dumb enough to get help, and I wasn't smart enough to do very well. I <laughs> fell in the cracks. I was smart I was smart enough to do very, very well, but I got bored. Yeah, well, they didn't care enough about me to figure out if I was just dumb or bored, so, yeah, you
1: know. Well, I was bored. I, I mean, I that. was bored, but Still I don't know if I was moron. bored
0: because it was school or I was just bored.
2: Yeah. I mean, I didn't start trying till college, honestly. There's no real need to.
0: I gave um, up in college. <laughs> I went to college for a semester and a half, and I was like, eh. Didn't, are you back in college? No, nah, I dropped out. Oh, that was quick. Yeah, a semester <laughs> and a half. Uh, uh, I, my GPA
2: has gone up every semester somehow. Oh,
0: uh, yeah.
1: I uh... I tried hard in college until I became a senior. Well, I semi I tried hard. Semi, it would depend on the subject. I on how hard I would try, but for the most part, like I looked at my um, transcript a couple weeks ago, and like freshman year is okay. J- see, sophomore, junior year, pretty high grades. I even made the dean's list a semester. Um, yeah. And then like senior year, I just stopped caring, and I just took like BS classes just to. Get the credits I needed to graduate, yeah.
2: Yeah, I think I'm going to make deans my second semester, like, uh, at UCO, and honestly, I might even approach presidents, like, or at least get pretty close to it, but I'm not here to flex entirely, I just had to bring up the point that I'm at least a little bit educated before I make an ass of myself.
1: (laughs) I make an ass of myself, like, every week anyway, so...
0: Oh and yeah! It's Despite world. the degree, that's the whole point of this show is to be an ass yourself. Yep,
2: I, I the concept sounds like it's that way, and uh, that's why I'm the perfect guest.
1: <laughs> we will see. Um, and a little more housekeeping stuff. Um, so I think this is going to probably be the first episode where I do this. There will probably be an ad, um, or a sponsorship. For this podcast um, going forward, we need money. Uh, essentially yes. Um, I appreciate all the support of everyone who listens, um, and I hope the podcast continues to grow. Um, and like I say, I appreciate—we all appreciate um, John for coming, all our guests, John, um, Josh, who came on last week uh, or two weeks ago, um, and everyone who listens to us and um, our great sponsor, who I'm not sure who it is yet but um so do i'm sure you, you'll hear sign, the ad I, up? I didn't sign i'm going to sign up after this i just haven't okay. like done they're it gonna yet. they'll but probably I'm give sure.
0: you a script and then you'll read it or yeah. one of us will read it and we can read it you know yeah. we'll have to do the live show be,
1: too yeah it'll probably end up somewhere either in the middle or the beginning of the um episodes so hopefully um we get some cool sponsors and. and um, can introduce you guys to some cool stuff, and maybe at some point we can get you guys some discounts if the podcast got big. It gets big enough. That'd be um, nice. but I need yeah. discounts. Um, <laughs> me too. Um, but um, now that we got the housekeeping stuff out of the way, um, let's get to our first debate topic. Oh hell um, yeah! So, um, the first debate topic is gonna be taxes. Oh,
0: taxes. So,
1: Taxes. Oh, I can talk taxes. Which, which <laughs> I just thought of this like right the second. It's kind of ironic we're gonna talk taxes right after um HW dies and the whole reason he didn't get re elected is because of tax taxes. So it's kinda topical. Um well I guess taxes taxes are always topical, but um so um John, I'm gonna let you start off and explain in your position like a short summary of your position on taxes
2: well um i'm gonna start with the statement uh and then build on like i gotta start idealistically and then realistically because you know we live in a world where our ideals don't always come to fruition well first and foremost i believe that taxation is theft inherently (laughs) um it requires like, there is no taxation without coercion and aggression, which are things that I don't believe in. However, I, you know, in the world we live in, it's not entirely realistic to be rid of those things, but I am more than willing to debate the ethics of it and, uh, you know, ideas on compromises and things of that sort. But yeah, I, I, I hopefully one day would like to see a world where where advanced past the need for all that
1: okay the, i can agree with the end part definitely that hopefully we get to a place where we don't need won't be money in our lifetime
0: yeah what what are you gonna do how are you, <laughs> you gonna pay for it you get you don't need anything no you get it all right i was watching orville right and this is this is how it should work you get a machine that makes everything that's how do you it? pay
1: you wait? How do you get the machine?
0: Well, alright, so the way that they did it is we stopped once we were able so once somebody made that machine, the world was able to stop so and then somebody's gotta make the machine. I don't know. That's for you to figure out. All I know is I know the following set <laughs> the end steps. Somebody <laughs> just gotta make the machine and then we no longer need money because it materialized everything. Now, that's making it very simplistic. I'm not breaking it down, which I guess that would be a good thing to do on a podcast. But you that's know. what we'
2: about to do, boy. Um, <laughs> well, I, the thing is, is that I'm not when I my last statement. I did not mean that I want to advance past money. I'm very no pro more money. money, pro. <laughs>
0: fuck money, money. Is I'm bullshit. very pro
2: materialism. Like I love me my Yeezys, boy. Like uh, you know i'm pro materialism pro money it's just
0: like if you, be, I, if you get past the fact of needing money and are just we could just have shit because of a machine makes the shit then you don't need the money
2: uh, that's entirely unrealistic and of course it's not
0: unrealistic we because if you think about it we already have fucking 3d printers we're halfway there whoa we are living out of prayer
1: but God, still- <laughs> <damn>. <laughs> that was horrible <laughs> That was terrible. That was like a terrible dad joke. But I the issue of is a Mike terrible with... dad. <laughs> the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the issue with um your thesis, I guess, is how are we paying for them like how are we getting the materials to the said machine? Look,
0: go so watch Orville. Stop... <laughs> I, I, just go watch Orville. They have all your answers. I could Google it, find out about the materializer. <laughs> And give you all the information that is on the Fox Show Orville, which I do recommend for anyone who likes comedy, Star Trek. Yeah, that's about it. And, and, or hentai. And, and not oh I. <laughs> there there is a jet gl- gelatinous glob there that kind of puts another puts a person inside of him. It's yeah, okay, you gotta like see it. That. It's a it's a lit uh-huh. show. Seth MacFarlane is hilarious.
2: Huh? I don't hear that very often these days. I love days. Seth.
0: Oh, you would say that. I love Seth MacFarlane. Seth MacFarlane oh, I past is a gem. Like, he, I love his singing. Oh, we should. That's his Christmas album is amazing. I love his voice. Like, like
2: he has better shows and worse shows. Like, you know, early Family Guy was tremendous, and then you have like, you know, I'm a big Cleveland show fan, Cleveland and like American Dad.
0: <laughs> I'm then, a bear. But, <laughs> well, then
2: there's like Modern Family guy, and then there's like the movie Ted, and like there's some things I that are like real dog Ted, shit.
0: And I like Modern I like Family. Ted. Guy. I like I like Ted I like Seth MacFarlane. and
1: like, American Dad. I like
0: the only one that I, like American I couldn't Dad get through
1: more than I like Family Guy. Oh, only, by far,
0: yeah. The only thing I couldn't get through was Ted Two, which sounds awful. It was not an easy thing. I couldn't get. I still haven't finished it. <laughs> i know i know where i'm at in the movie but i haven't finished it it's been like three <laughs> or four years
1: okay um <laughs> back to taxes I was like, um, what are we talking about oh i look at my phone for five all minutes all and over the place and like, today. that's yeah. what
0: i do is i derail everything i'm i am an obstacle you need to get past <laughs> um
1: all right, with that so fine. my, my my position on taxes is, yes, in a perfect world, we would get to a point where um, you wouldn't need taxes to pay for anything. But I know you're more of a libertarian or I'm more of a socialist or not social. I'm not a pure socialist, I'm a democratic socialist where I think like I want to obviously allow people to have their own things and their own property and stuff like that. But they also believe in the greater good like being sacrificing a little of your own stuff to help the greater good
2: at that point it just comes down to the debate of what the greater good is and um and and how it affects like each type of individual Um, i know that we've discussed in the past like a very important point of uh compromise and uh one compromise I really liked is that, uh, you know, I know you're very pro like raising the hell out of taxes on corporations, and that's not even the biggest deal to me. Though I do think that you know taxation's inherently wrong. I wouldn't mind them getting taxed. My biggest beef is that poor people are getting taxed. That's what it actually affects at the end of the. Because you're right, you know, a rich person losing like a big chunk of their check really doesn't affect them. But even that small chunk or like medium chunk that like a poor middle class person takes is like detrimental, like you know that hundred bucks of federal tax on your paycheck, is the difference between tax groceries or not, or, feeding.
0: Tax rich, tax <laughs> or like rich.
2: feeding your kids or not. You know, it's the difference between welfare and not, and uh it just creates a bad cycle when you tax the poor. So, at the very, very least, we gotta stop that.
1: I, I can, for the most, yeah, I can, for the most part, agree with that. Like my whole. But my whole thesis, or not thesis, my whole thought when it comes to the way the tax bracket should work, like, I'm okay with a very, very small tax on, like, people under a certain wage. Like, what the actual number would be, I'd, like, just off the top of my head, without looking at all the statistics, I would probably say if, for a single person, if you make over, if you make under 25000 you should be tax exempt. Um, for, for a family, we'll say fifty or four. Yeah 50, yeah, fifty. Um, and that's just going off the top of my head. Obviously, that isn't a concrete number. Yeah, my thought. Yeah, that's reasonable. No, my yeah. My thought process in regards to corporations is that right now the way the structure is set up, it's the tax bracket is set up is for corporations. Because the idea is that if you don't tax corporations a lot, that that money will end up eventually trickling down to the lower end people and the poor, which we've seen throughout history that never happens. Corporations just hoard the money. They buy back their own stocks. Um, They just hoard the money pretty much. They just keep it. They give raises to themselves while the lower tier people at the company keep their wages where they stay stagnant. So my thought process is, and I kind of am stealing this from, um, Eisenhower, um, cause I know it was like the way it worked during his presidency would be so corporations, their tax rate would start off at, I believe the number he used was 90%. Yeah, I think pretty sure it was 90%. Um, but So the tax rate was at 90%. So corporations paid with – uh, obviously, small businesses wouldn't be included. Like if you're – you would have to put a number. So you would have to say if you have more than 150 employees or however many – if you have more than 500 employees, you have to – this is your tax rate Um, so that you aren't punishing small businesses. Um, So like like bigger companies, you would – their, your tax rate is 90%, but, but you can bring that 90% down by wages, not including executive wages like CEOs and stuff because then you would just have them give all the money to the CEOs to get, get the the tax rate down. So any wages you pay towards to your middle tier and lower Employees would go towards lowering your tax rate anything you spend on like innovation. So technology um, things like that anything towards like Infrastructure, so if you buy a new building you improve your building anything like that would go towards Lowering your tax bracket so theoretically if a company um, let's say Ford, for example, they built. They have their factory here. They rebuild their factory. They They're paying their employees a, a really good wage, and they're using money towards like, um, technology and innovation. Getting gas, um, like getting the um, MPG up. If they can approve all that, they can get their tax rate down theoretically down to zero.
2: And and that's a that's actually a pretty dope concept. And of course, right now we're talking in the realistic world because I know eventually it's gonna shift back to the idealistic world. And that's where the real debate's gonna come in. But as for the realistic world, I'm gonna ask. Um, I don't get why legislation has never considered uh, cutting taxes for the poor. Like it's always just like, what do we do about the rich problem? Like with the corporations and the rich. But whoever even talks about like maybe poor people shouldn't pay like nobody thinks of that like they're like we could throw money at them for welfare yeah but like man like like it's like an old like you know i won't call it a meme because it's not that funny but like i'll say like an image and it's like uh you know what do we do to make poor people like less poor? and uh one person was like you know welfare and so it was like something else and then the third person was like uh Stop stealing half their paycheck and gets thrown out the window like you've seen those images and like it's it's relevant like nobody's ever addressed that and i think that's very weird that that's never been a topic of discussion except you like everybody's too wrapped up in the politicians the corporations and the rich i feel like we're just feeding the power and ego trip that is the disaster we live in
1: I definitely agree with that. And I think part of the reason of that is that um, we also do it, a lot of times people do it to our, we do it to ourselves. Like instead of like, like if you see someone at like a store and they're like, they're using food stamps and they buy something that there's, like they buy a steak and people get really, really, really upset about that instead of like, they pretty much we mock our own our poor. Not, yeah, not mock, but we we pretty much. Yeah, we pretty much mock our poor. Like, um, you'll see like people like, oh, this poor this person who um is on is at the social security office or the welfare office, but they have an iPhone. Like, yeah, okay, I get you I get. The whole idea is that if you're poor, you're not allowed to have things like but and also with the cell phone thing that no one takes a into account is that at this point every cell phone company is just you're just buying the phone off of a monthly payment anyway so that doesn't even make any sense. Um, but um, yeah, like this whole idea is that if you're if you're super poor, you're not allowed to have nice it's almost like yeah, if you're super poor, you're not allowed to have nice things. Yeah, and
2: I think I could tell you pretty directly where that comes from. That resentment towards poor people having luxury comes from a beef with the welfare system. And though having that beef with those people, um, giving themselves things is stupid, I do understand a lot of the beef with the welfare system simply because, you know, we could talk about the idealistic world moving past the need for welfare at one point. But as for right now in this topic, it's like, you know, I feel like welfare would be less of a need if we stopped you know, taxing the poor. Like I feel like that little bit would be like a bit of a stimulus to the poor in the economy, and uh, you know that's never been considered because there's like this like warfare because you know we hate the poor because they're getting welfare, but since we're not taking taxes out of their paycheck or even discussing the concept, like because neither party has brought that point up, like nobody on the moderate left, moderate right, radical left, radical right, libertarians, like green party, like nobody's grandmas even like discussed this on the political stage and i think that's so odd and like you said, you know, them continuing to get welfare instead of that or more welfare instead of less because of that creates that resentment that you know a lot of middle class people have towards the poor
1: Yeah, or, like, you'll see people, like, post, oh, um, like, it'll be a picture of their fridge versus someone who has, like, food stamps, and it'll be, like, um, looking, like, oh, I have to work my ass off to get it, to get this amount of food, but someone on food stamps gets all this. It's, yeah, like, there's been a war, there's pretty much a war on the poor, like, it's pretty much, like, just stop being poor, why don't you just stop being poor, and a lot of people don't realize that it's not... Like it sounds easy in theory to just stop being poor, but it's not. Like it's an uphill battle. Yeah,
2: and uh, I think you know because of that, you know the poor is just the poor problem. So what do you do? And of course, people on the lower end, um, they see the state and all that because of the welfare system. They see the state as like their bubble of protection. So they're like, okay, we need a bigger state take more revenue from other groups, such as the middle class and the wealthy, and you know, distribute it to us via whatever program, even if it doesn't even reach them, they like the concept of those things, rather than, huh, why am I having revenue taken from me when I don't have anything to give, you know, like, that money should go towards them and their families and uh, things that they need or want, because, you know, like, we're both in agreement on here, like, poor people have the right to things, like, you know, I live a I. Like, you'd think, you know, people would assume because of my stances being anti-state that I'm a rich or even middle-class person, but, like, bro, I'm not, like, I'm literally an orphan who makes eight fifty an hour, like, I'm not balling out, but I know how to manage my stuff and, like, have nice things like that, so, but I've never seen the state as, like, my means of protection or, like, means of salvation in that, and. I'd rather, actually, from my experience as a poor person, see the state removed from my financial situation for the better. Like one other thing I want to discuss in the realistic world um, before we argue, like you know, the ethic, the ethics of state versus no state, because that's going to come up and that's where it's going to get juicy. But uh, I want to argue that you know, there's there's certain taxes that shouldn't be paid by anyone, like that stupid fucking sticker. You have to buy every year on your car to verify that's yours. You should only have to do that one time. Like, it doesn't just lose its ability to be verified after a year. Like, if the car changes owners, change it. But if not, what's the point? You're just paying a hundred something dollars for a sticker every year or being threatened with incarceration. And I think that that is horrible for the poor people or anybody. It's just stupid. Like, property tax is pretty dumb, too. Like, there's things that are just excessive.
1: Do you pay every year?
2: Can you repeat that?
1: I'm sorry. Um, Do you guys have to – because I'm in New York. Um, I know Mike and Travis are in Ohio, and you're in Oklahoma? Yep. Okay. So I don't know how it is in Oklahoma, but I know in New York, we have to re-register our vehicles every two years And then we have to get them inspected once a year.
0: Every two years? Fuck, I got to do mine every year. But we don't have to get an inspection. That's how ours is, too. Inspections, really? Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, we have to get
1: it inspected every year.
0: I wish that we had inspections sometimes because the fucking cars you see on the road out here are fucking trash. (laughs) Uh, True. But that
2: is, you know... You could go back and argue with the taxing. It's because poor people are getting taxed and can't fix their cars, or poor people are paying. No, for these $200 are just stickers. dumb
0: people who should just stop driving their cars because they're Great, not safe that's probably to everybody. True.
2: But for the sake of debate, you know, you could argue, you know, that poor person could fix their car if they weren't paying for a two hundred dollars sticker every year. It. I don't like, think a- the two
0: hundred dollars sticker. I don't think the two hundred dollars sticker is going to fix some of these motherfuckers' cars. Where the I fuck promise. are you guys getting registered at?
2: Uh, I'm going to register at the Oklahoma Tag Agency. charging me like... It's like $175 plus sometimes. Jesus. I don't it's think ours
0: none. is that It's like much. $60. Bucks. It was yeah, the I think it's
1: something like that. that much. Oh, it's way yeah, above then, that area. For I mean, mine, I think it was like $100. Bucks.
0: Yeah. Ours, so, it was I mean, still, it's too okay. much, but... It wasn't 200 but yeah, it was, it was... Ours it's not that stupid, much.
2: regardless. Even if it's two dollars, it's it's just dumb. And granted, two hundred dollars isn't the difference I don't between see... like a new engine or not, but like it can make you know replace a headlight or you know any minor thing like that. Or if you know somebody, like I do, like a friend who's a mechanic, you get a discount. You can pay two hundred dollars for a major repair, like, and uh,
0: uh, you know yeah, it's the difference. Yeah, sometimes. you're
1: getting hosed. Uh, uh, Mine, my, my car to register was seventy. And like, cause I just checked with my wife, it was mine was seventy and hers was like a hundred, and she has a van, so it was yeah. one hundred and seventy for two vehicles. God,
2: mine's like in the hundreds somewhere. I don't remember the exact number, but it's a bullshit price.
1: it's like every year you bucks. have to pay it. Every year. Oh, that sucks.
0: Yeah, we've got to do ours every year too, but it's
1: and yeah, it's totally and the inspection. The, I don't understand the why the it needs to be only that 30 much. Bucks.
2: There's, I could have been exaggerating with like 200 or something like that but I know it's like a hundred area it's above a 100 for damn sure I guess and, I just don't yeah.
0: understand why they would make it like why not just like five dollars like come on because
2: well Oklahoma for one where you know, we have a horrible state economy that's uh, very um, what's the word uh, one dimensional is what I'm looking for um, you know it's oil or bust and you know oil busted really bad a few years ago. And we're still kind of paying the price for that. But um, I don't even think it's a state-to-state issue, though. I think that 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 concept is what I'm saying. is like such a dumb thing. It's just one of many things that anybody from the poorest to the poor, even up to the rich, despite what you think about corporations and rich people, it's a different topic. But like there's just some things that no one should have to deal with that we are and – and that's where you begin to adopt classical liberal ideologies like John Stuart Mill and thinking uh you know maybe the state is a threat rather than a friend and things like that and that's how from a poor person's perspective you adopt that because usually libertarianism and classical liberalism is seen as oh you just hate the poor and want the rich to stomp on them and that's not the case
1: yeah i yeah i don't i definitely understand what you're saying um the, from what I've Google, like I Googled the the one day we talked about it, the the thing they said was that they use the what they get from the registrations to pay towards, um like road repairs and like assaulting the road. Well, at least up here, um salting the roads and that like road like transportation cost, yeah so things like that is what they they said. That is why you have to pay the registration, um. But, but yeah, we for up here we pay the registration every two years, and then the inspection. But the inspection is like um, thirty dollars or twenty dollars a year, and then some depending on what type of car you have. You can sometimes even get it free. I well, know with, one thing when I had my say, though, on, it was free.
2: Is one argument against you know anti-state arguments? Everybody is who's going to pay the roads? That income tax. I was like, well, they're already they're charging the registration too. And then you add the fact that, like, Oklahoma and Texas, I haven't been to that many states. I've been to, like, six or seven. Like, Oklahoma and Texas, and you know, I've, I pay more expensive registration than y'all, judging by the conversation thus far. And our roads are absolute garbage. No, ours products, are garbage, too.
1: Our roads are finished. trash, too.
0: All the roads are trash.
1: <laughs> the roads are trash yeah,
2: nationwide, yeah. probably. And yet yeah. they're still charging these dumb registration fees that hurt families of all socioeconomic statuses for what? For nothing, like the roads don't get salted efficiently, but like maybe two, Uh, and then like it's it's not efficient, you know what I mean? And then you know that's where you get to the idealistic juice of the argument of like, okay, like what's going on with the state here? Like, what are they really like providing? Like that somebody else couldn't, or like how do we get around this issue of the state because obviously it is inconveniencing and hurting people, even in some cases, and providing like dog shit in return like, and I don't think that that's fair to the average family or even like for my level a college student or like you know people making it out there on the workforce straight out of high school who are probably struggling themselves, it's not fair to those people and and of course it's probably the people we're gonna be discussing the most because that's where we're all at and of course we're not feeling sorry for Jeff Bezos right now like so I want to discuss people where, Ethics actually matter
0: I
1: guess Yeah Okay so we can get into Since we talked a lot about the pra- the, um, I guess practical Like realistic Non-ideological part of it So like we've said I'm more of the social I'm more of the social um, Democratic Socialist philosophy um, and, and you're more The libertarian philosophy So Yeah um, in regards to that, my idea, my thought process, like I said, in the greater good part, is that while yes, there's issues with efficiency within the government and everything that like that, that we can use the government to help to help people, and that I'd rather it that the government be in charge of those things and. Being able to because I feel like because I can vote and things like that, and I, I could run for office that I have more control over certain aspects as opposed to letting corporations um, be in charge of things like health care, for example. Mm.
2: Um, at that point, it does come down to like an e- it always comes down to an ethic system because I don't believe that any system inherently works or doesn't work. Besides, like full-blown Marx communism, I think that that's straight up evil, and uh, and I'll argue that at any point with anyone. But
1: uh, I'm not going to lie; I used to be a in high school. I was a Marxist, but I I definitely am not that far left anymore. What
2: what what I'm going to say about it though is that it comes down to the debate of what ethics are, and of course, you feel that the evil of power is lesser than the evil of money. Well, I disagree because, you know, it is kind of scary to think, you know, what if a corporation runs like health, for example, while for me, it's like, why would I want to put my health in the direct power of other people who can make that decision for me when, you know, it's money motivated. I feel like, you know. It's it's morally gray with money. Money's money. People want to be rich and it's morally gray. It's not good or it's bad. But I feel power and people ruling over one another is inherently evil. You know what I mean? Like money can be used for evil or good. As we've seen by like, you know, Amazon making people piss in bottles, but also by Domino's pizza paving the roads. Like, money can be used for good or evil. It's morally gray. While power I don't see power being used for good very much because based on coercion and aggression. Like we see, you know, people freeing up marijuana, but like black people sitting in prison prison for it and not getting out. We see police brutality. We see topics that even the left find absolutely disgusting at, by the use of power. And uh, that's where I've had the moral dilemma with allowing the state to be the, the solver of issues.
1: I think... I'm in favor. I'm in favor of a mix. That's where I, why I say I'm a democratic socialist and not like a pure socialist. Like I think there should be like private industries, but I think there's certain industry or certain things that the government should be in charge of, as opposed. To, and it should money should be taken out of those parts of it. Like obviously you need money to pay for things, but like acquiring money should be taken out of those aspects of it. So like healthcare, for example, like I said earlier. Right now, because we have insurance companies who are the ones ultimately making decisions on whether you can have surgery, whether you can have this medicine, whether you can... How much your medicine costs, whether... like Things like that. Like when people are like, oh, we're going to have death panels. We pretty much already do. They're just... HMOs. Instead of it being like a, like the government telling you whether you that everyone's afraid of, they can tell you whether you live or, or die. You have a CEO or some random person um, in another entirely another state telling you, oh, you can't have that medicine to save five hundred dollars for the company. So my thought process with regards to that is, I'd rather have the government where I can take back some of that power by voting in things like that are running for office. And like, I feel like you can hold them more accountable with um, protesting and different things than you can a corporation. And at the end of the day, like when it comes to healthcare, firefighting or the police system, I'd rather those things not be centered around attaining money As opposed and be more centered around just getting the job done as efficiently as as possible. And uh, which obviously we need to work on um, as a country. Um, But but doing those jobs as as efficiently as possible to help as many people as possible. And not worrying about the money as much in, in regards to those things. Like obviously there's things where like car making like obviously i don't want the government being in charge of car making but I, I would also say that you need to have some regulations because if you just let corporations run wild we've seen in the past where they will just do whatever it takes to get as much money as possible and then if it ends up hurting people or it falls apart they just say oh my bad and nothing ever happens yeah and everyone else suffers the consequences
2: um my take on that However, is if you want to do things as efficiently as possible and help as many people, I believe that the money uh, motivation could cause those problems and has before. I believe in the modern society and the modern world that we live in, with the standards that have been placed by the years of regulation and things like that, we've grown adjusted to a modern standard. And I don't think that we'd ever tolerate something that dips below that. But – when I think of like efficiency, you know you th- you know the gov- like you even you said the government's not doing a great job of it and um, I feel like money motivation provides an incentive for people to get stuff done better and at the risk of losing money, they're not gonna drop the standard in today's world. I feel I feel like I feel like we can't just take the state entirely like in one swoop right now, unfortunately. But I feel like I think a smaller state would work better now than it did in the 1930s, simply because like at that time industry was pretty new, and you know business owners were first being exposed to like mass wealth and mass production, and there wasn't a better standard place. People didn't know what a better life in the industrial world looked like. But now we're almost 30, not a year, 30 years, almost 100 years into the future, and there's a modern standard of how things should look and how work should go and things like that and i think that slowly like removing like government hand in it all especially from a financial standpoint would see an improvement of those things like i i understand the fears because it's legitimate i mean a history major can't Say, oh Great Depression was faked, you know, like a Holocaust denier or fake something. News. Yeah, I, no, can't, I can't I can't do that.
0: Great Depression is fake. I can't I can't do that, but what I can't do is that. Wasn't God real. doesn't believe in the Great Depression. We're we're gonna tweet that. <laughs> we're gonna tweet God as, but like uh
2: uh, you know, I believe that the modern standard has been placed by the world that we've lived in over the past hundred years and I believe that it's nowhere but up if we allow uh, innovation and advancement take its course. Because I mean, if you look, I look at a lot of futuristic shows as like the model for like how, how I want the world to look. Because you know, if you remember watching Family Matters back in like the '90s or like the '80s, like they said in 2009 we'd have flying cars, and we're nowhere close. And I feel like we predicted to fast track because you know we didn't see. Like, the debate between, like, state regulation and stuff going to that point. I feel like the Futurama world, for example, is more possible when capitalism is let to do its thing for the most part. And Wait, uh, wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. You want a Futurama world?
2: Oh, most definitely. Like, you're traveling tubes, bro. Like, But they also
0: have robots. A robot specifically on Christmas... That's going to come down and kill you. Uh,
2: where where am I supposed to be afraid of that and not excited?
0: How are you <laughs> not gonna that be afraid of Santa forced- Claus? He's gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> they have suicide booths? Okay.
1: That actually you're not, is a thing. are not helping your case. we have already. Just We've already <laughs> that sounds terrible. How do you guys feel about assisted suicide? Whoa, that came out of nowhere. Um, I <laughs> well, think. Well, suicide uh, booths. Well, should yeah, suicide it, be allowed? Sure. Like, should it
0: be something that you should
1: be? I think it depends well, yes, on the. situation. that's a hard
0: question. I'm not answering that. Nobody I... <laughs> asked to be here. I think
2: it's. I think it's fair if somebody. Can, I think there should be like kind of like a, a waiver where like you're asked questions, maybe go through some counseling. I don't know. I mean, if I was given that opportunity, but bye. Like, you know, like it sucks,
1: and uh,
2: you know. I think there should I... be.
1: It, like, I think know, it I... should depend. I think it depends on the situation. Like, I think if like you're young and like how f- f- like physically healthy, you should. I'm not in favor of doing it. And like, if you have like children and stuff like that, I'm especially against it. That makes. Sense. I would say if I think it depends on the situation. Like, if you're terminally ill, like you have a brain tumor or something, you're dying already. And you're just suffering then i i'm definitely in favor if you did make the decision like with your doctor and your family that you know that you want to just end your own suffering and go out on your own terms then i'm totally in favor of that
2: yeah i think that's a good stance to take on it it's kind of like the gun control debate in the world we live in right now like you can't like you know of course lol libertarian like would say like just you know mcnukes for everyone but you know, I think that everything has a slow process towards opening up. And uh, on a serious note, as much as I do, like, want to go in a suicide booth sometimes, uh, I think that you're right that it should be heavily regulated. That becomes a thing. But as for the future Rama World statement, I meant, like, you know, things like traveling across a state in a tube, or, like, you know, you don't just want to fly
0: around on a spaceship with a one eyed, purple haired w- woman. A, okay. A robot. Hell yeah! That's, that's what you want. <laughs> and, not, you let's not call have, for like, what it is here. Shit. You can stop winter. Like winter's that, bullshit. That,
1: sounds, like, that I agree on that. Like you can
0: like totally What were we put talking? We talking about that on PSN? A dome over the United States? Who oh yeah, we did that? talk
1: about that. I think, I think it should yeah. be state to state like It was, a, it was like me, you, and Chris.
0: Right.
1: We were talking about yeah that. Um, it, w- it was more of a joke about uh, building the wall. We were like, let's just build a build dome a over dome. the United States. Build a dome. dome. <laughs> now we're on the right track. <laughs> build, build a dome. Build a dome around the United States. Yeah, no one can get in and then we can- No more winter. Yeah, no more no winter. More, no no we more only rain get or anything on enter, Christmas. Like, yeah. Only Christmas Yeah. All of the United yeah.
0: States gets yeah. winter on Christmas. Yeah. And that's it's it. It's going to be Everything, snowy yeah. everywhere. Yeah,
1: everyone gets winter. The only issue we kind of have is Hawaii and Alaska. Yeah, they're on like their own. not.
0: Let's put mini, <laughs> Let's just put they're mini domes. <laughs> we'll put mini domes over them. Or we could just nuke them. Let's not
2: do that. Oh, <laughs> well, the edgy humor had to come out at some point. But
1: uh
2: Yeah, I I you know what I mean, they're like that futuristic like uh super advanced world. I think that is possible.
0: Yeah, it like, is like like Star sooner Trek, rather right? Than you know how they do that without money. That hap-
2: That definitely had money in the process
0: of getting there. The start at- in Star Trek, they they became one like unified when they only yeah. had when they had one government, no money, and they all worked towards a common goal, and that was, was to that explore the stars. <laughs> hey, if the Russians did it. They're smart at that time, because. Uh.
1: The Russians fucked up, though. Like, Putin was not Putin. Granted, um, Stalin uh, was terrible.
2: If you look at the technological advancement in Star Trek versus Futurama, and those are not, neither one of those way. shows are recent. Futurama is like way more advanced and probably a better show.
0: Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't like all, Trek that much. First of all, there are two completely different shows. Uh, the, of you, course. Can't, there, you cannot compare Star Trek and Futurama. We're just talking about futuristic
2: worlds, of course, but like I'd say that in terms of overall quality for what they are, that Futurama is a better show.
0: What would be the best futuristic TV universe?
1: The best. You know what? Screw it. This is the second topic. I didn't really have a good second topic. I was going to talk about Baker Mayfield, um, but we're going to do this as a second topic. Oh, um, hey,
0: if you're going to talk about football real quick, Kelvin Benjamin got dropped from the Bills.
1: Yeah, I saw that. He was trash anyway. I liked um, him
0: two years ago, three years ago, when he was good, and then he got injured, and then he started being trash.
2: We're going to talk about sports briefly. I just want a world, a futuristic world, where Brandon Ingram and Baker Mayfield are traded for a bag of chips.
0: I, <laughs> you have this, this obsession. like You hate Baker Mayfield because of his fans. But ba- Baker Mayfield has done a lot for the Browns. The Browns have a good team with Chubb. Chubb is great. We have um, the best
2: team we've had in five years at least
0: you're you're not lying but baker mayfield is part of that team and baker mayfield makes a huge difference on that team when he plays i think tyrod did too tyrod taylor played what one game a half a game i don't even remember three games was it three it didn't feel like it because he got upstairs right away he he should have
2: won those two games he played really well in those first two games the third game it was not so hot for him and that's where baker came in but what I'm saying is is that a lot of the problems that Baker does have, Tyrod Taylor doesn't have, and vice versa, either one of them is significantly better than any quarterback in the past 10 years, 20 years, especially ones that Hugh Jackson's had, and that's a different topic. He shouldn't have been fired because um, it's like the Brett Brown and Philly situation. He needed to see it through.
0: Tyrod right? should have stayed in Buffalo. Tyrod should yeah, Ty Buffalo, in Tyrod. Period. He Buffalo. should not have had left Buffalo. They should not have got traded him. They should not have got rid of him. Tyrod would have been great him, to huh? stay in Buffalo. I I don't <laughs> know why they traded him. I absolutely have no fucking idea, real real idea why they would trade him. The, Especially the smart move for the getting, Bills would
1: have been to keep him, have him groom Josh Allen because they were going to draft Josh Allen anyway. Have right. him groom Josh Allen. Eventually, he would have. It would have been the same situation. Eventually, Baker or Josh Allen would take over for take over, Tyrod. Eventually, Tyrod would have gotten hurt, either this season or next season, probably towards the end of the season. Um, but um, yeah, and then he would have had a veteran instead of having Nathan fucking Peterman. Oh, he who was fucking might get get-
0: trash. Who, who, who picked him terrible. up? Did somebody pick him up? No. You know
1: he he got a um, tryout with the Broncos. Oh, he's
0: he is the absolute worst. The Not only as bad, way, as the Sean Kaiser. The only uh, uh, way I, he might no. be. Worse Nathan than, yeah, Peterman. Worse than Nathan he's Peterman than than is probably what the worst quarterback I've ever laid eyes on. Period. Period. I
1: don't understand touchdown. to interception ratio isn't is, in, is it interception the pass completion ratio is insane how like I read a st- uh, there was a stat that said that I think yeah it was Tom Brady that he'd have to throw or it was either Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers but either way it that person would have to throw like a thousand straight interceptions to match his interception to touchdown ratio
0: he's just the absolute I don't know how he made it to the NFL I don't get it I don't understand whatsoever. Yeah, Nathan Peterman is, is the absolute worst. Period. I don't, I don't. I don't get it. The only way he's gonna play football should be able to play football again is gonna be in not even the XFL. That other one that's the coming up. Yeah, not even the CFL. They should go play with him. Johnny Manziel. He can go play in like Mexico. I think they play. we so- <laughs> has gotta have a league down there. <laughs> That's called soccer. <laughs> no, 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 no. no, there, There's gotta be freedom. There's freedom ball down there somewhere.
1: Freedom ball. <laughs> oh,
0: since uh, Damone is a Lakers fan, I gotta bring
2: this up. When do you think it's time to trade Ingram?
1: Uh, three weeks ago.
2: I'm glad we're on the same track here, because
1: I was like, so I like I thought he was gonna progress this year. And he's not. He's just so up and down. There's two interesting
2: things I want to point out about him that solidify my case. The one is the last game he played against Phoenix. Michael Beasley in 13 minutes put up 14, 2, and 1, while Ingram put up 15, 4, like 1 in 28. It just shows who can really pop as a score. As a scorer, you're not going to be that consistent every night. But, like, you need somebody who can pop for a big night. That's why Kyle Kuzma is a way more viable second option. Do you know who else I think is a better second option? I think Swaggy P for a veteran minimum is a better second option. I think that uh, even J.R. Smith at this point, uh, I'd take...
1: <laughs> Jr. Smith and LeBron are not getting back together. I, I know. <laughs> but like, for the sake LeBron's, of the game here. like um, him across the head after he like... made the dumbest play of all time.
2: There's like if you you know any real score like Michael Beasley's a more viable second option than Ingram is because the thing is, Ingram and Kuzma average the same amount of points, right? But Ingram does it putting up like sixteen every night. And none of those nights that Ingram puts up sixteen, LeBron gets to take a break. Hes still got to put up twenty five plus to win a game. While Kuzma, he'll have a game where he puts up forty and then the next night put up eight. That night he puts up eight, yeah LeBron's got to put up thirty like he already is. But that night Kuzma puts up forty. LeBron takes a break, and in the West, he can't just sit out a whole game and say, fuck it, we'll lose like he did in the East. He has to play, but you want him to play less minutes at a lesser effort because somebody else can pop as a score to preserve his health in the Lakers' future going forward because you don't want to be paying a max deals to suffer like Kobe. So,
1: yeah. Yeah, uh, I definitely at definitely point. Agree. Yeah, and Kuz, I really love Kuzma. I hope they don't trade Kuzma um, like, because, um, like – he is not like I think the pr- biggest thing with Ingram is sometimes he's afraid to shoot, while Kuzma has never seen a shot he didn't like. Yeah, like, he'll take. Sometimes his shots are bad. He'll take bad shots, but he'll still shoot at it, which you you want.
2: Well, Ingram's kind of like a man of a forgotten time in a way because he tries to score so much from the mid range, and like it causes him to have a bunch of missed shots and inefficient percentages. And then Kuzma, of course, was a star from the three last last year. He's struggling a bit this year. But even Lonzo Ball, who horribly struggles to score, is special in other ways. Like his rebounding, his passing, and now his defense, his first-team quality, He's like a Tony Allen that can pass. But even him as a scorer has had more special nights than Brandon Ingram has. So at this point, Ingram's the first to go alongside KCP with his awful play. And uh, Bradley Beal should be on this team with, like three weeks ago, like you said. So I think that's a – I like that we're in agreement on that. I figured, like, a lot of Laker fans, you'd be in disagreement with me there.
1: No, I'm I'm perfectly fine. Like, I'm in win now, especially since the Warriors seem a little more vulnerable than they did at the beginning of the season. Um, plus, I'm pretty sure Kevin Durant is probably going to leave after this season. So even if, like, this year I'm still going – like, we'll make the playoffs. We might actually be able to sneak – Last thing, when I last checked the standings, and it was like Friday, I think we were like the five seed. Yeah, we, we may are. be able the way the way everything's working out, we may be able to sneak into like being a three or a four seed. So if it's we can do come that down and to get, two games, and, yeah. and here's
2: the thing about the West, is getting out of one game was the difference between OKC being a three or eight seed last year. But here's the difference: is that we have to have a second option, or else LeBron's going to be tired. He can't take that break to rest for the playoffs. And that one game puts us at the eight seed. We're out of the playoffs like the Nuggets last year. Um, yeah, exactly. We can't take that risk. If we have a year with LeBron where we don't make the playoffs, that is an indictment of the organization and the team. And it is time to give up on the young core as a whole. But if we could just trade one piece and maybe a veteran or two, hopefully not one of our scoring veterans, we desperately need those. But if we could get like a Bradley Beal or even like um, if we did pull like the God trade for Anthony Davis. We can sign Swaggy P for some scoring at the two. And you know, you have LeBron as the first option, Anthony Davis is the second. And Swaggy P and Kyle Kuzma both not bad third options on any given night. They're they're the same player but at different lengths and positions. Like they're both just shot happy. Um, and I think that's important for any team. But as for the Golden State thing before we move on to like futuristic worlds and stuff. Uh, I don't think they're as vulnerable as you say. They're without a real center. They have nobody to play it until Cousins gets there. I think that they're like the Pittsburgh Steelers, and that no matter how much dysfunction comes there, they're still going to play amazing because they're talent. And I think they're not going to care until the playoffs, and they're going to destroy everyone.
1: Unfortunately, yeah, yeah, I mean oh, that. oh yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, um, unfortunately, the future. Unfortunately, the futuristic talk is going to have to um wait till next time we'll definitely have you on again we're at yeah. about 55 minutes right now so um i'm gonna unfortunately cut it off oh good of brother that, but cutting it off sorry cut it out. um but we'll definitely have you on and we'll, i'll make sure to remember to do the futuristic topic with you yeah it's a dope um concept. i think we had a really a good debate yeah i think we had a really good debate um and um, see, you can't have a nice debate without just screaming at each other. Um, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, that would have been so way more we fun, were...
1: though.
2: Yeah, we, we,
0: we didn't. That's because me and Mike barely participated. Yeah, we were, we we wouldn't have yelled at each other. Y'all, y'all, did y'all, did y'all did. didn't derail.
2: Um, I, I went in with, like, a, you know, have an intelligent, and like, discussion rather than just, like, lol, taxation, death. Like, I wanted to actually, like, be tacked and, like, provide good points so that the listener doesn't think I'm an idiot.
0: Well... <laughs> The There's one the group listener. chat for that. No, I'm just kidding. I say it's uh. okay. I still think you're an idiot. <laughs> Dope. I agree. You've
2: seen what I post in the group chat. Um, <laughs> hey, so. I'm, I'm watching,
0: I don't know what it is. It's an old wrestling pay per view right now. And Scott Steiner is coming out to face Triple H. But on Scott Steiner's trunks, he has 69 and hmm. Superman logos. Does he? I really? feel like
2: that's literally John's outfit. Takashi 6'9, <laughs> dad right there. <laughs>
1: Uh fuck Takashi Six Nine. Um yeah, that's, but that's um there. Yeah. Um it was good having you. We'll ha- definitely have you on again. Um do you you have anything you wanted to plug? Um these no, nuts. No, I don't
2: think so. Yeah, these nuts. Uh,
1: <laughs>
0: serious
2: mass protein is delicious. And uh I really like eggs. So And H and and M, H&M, yeah. I, I I'm a big fan. They're the dopest store out there for tops that
0: is the uh, worst
2: <laughs> oh. they have some, some great style i mean Jasco just wears a bunch of black t-shirts you're so he can't, absolutely you
0: right him. i wear a work my red office max office depot uniform and usually a black t-shirt underneath
2: i've seen like your closet of wrestling shirts oh, it's and
0: all it's, just... it's a lot of wrestling shirts which i haven't honestly bought any new wrestling shirts in months like I you used to want... buy one every time. They came oh, out. I would. I would buy. I would buy them as they came out because I needed them, and then I stopped. You look, and you have like hundreds, and you're just like, huh? Maybe the need is gone. No, yeah, kind of. <laughs> after after a certain point, you're like, oh, that's kind of cool shirt, but do I really need a a, a tenth Seth Rollins shirt? I don't think yeah. so.
2: <laughs> I only have like three Ziggler shirts to surprise everyone. Well, he do not have any
1: wrestling shirts. I only, I only have one wrestling shirt, and it's my Triple H. Of course, it's Triple H. I oh, no,
0: have I, a lot. I
1: have two, I lied, the, but the one I can't fit. It's like a kid's shirt.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I have uh, like five wrestling shirts.
0: Yeah, nobody even sees my shirt, so it doesn't matter what I wear underneath my work shirt. So, you know. Yeah, you can have I could have one shirt on no one would know. Exactly. I have other well, <laughs> shirts. It's just they've all been taken over by wrestling shirts. All right. We're going to end this episode, right? Is that what, yeah. What's going on? <laughs> I, uh, uh, the only thing yeah, I have much. to plug is Book It, which if you're listening live, by the way, this debatable has been live. If you're listening live, which I don't think anyone is, uh, we are about to do Book It here in a minute. Um, so hit sit tight. We'll be going off the air for a minute. So we'll be back.
1: Yeah. Um, and we all me, you and Travis all have the same thing to plug, which is bucket, which you pretty much just plug. And Travis, I know you have your podcast to plug.
0: You can plug it for me. Trigger warning <laughs> gotta, with I, Travis I, I,
1: I Trimble. Could, yeah, I gotta do all the work for you. Carrying you as usual. Um trigger warning with Travis Trimble. Um, it comes out. At some point this decade, Eventually. I think, maybe I think possibly episode, right. <laughs> I
0: might edit it tonight after I get off here since I'm off tonight. And yeah. Look out but for it. Go this, ed- he's, this gonna, he's, not, he's gonna go play Red Dead Redemption 2. That's what's <laughs> probably. <gonna happen. laughs> uh. Yeah. Yeah.
1: A new episode will be out this century. 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 With I don't know. I can't say that word. Um
0: John, you should Brent come on Trigger centuries. <laughs> oh yeah, John would be great for Trigger Warning. Yeah, he would real. be really
1: good for Trigger Warning. Um, oh God, but we'll talk so about drunk. that off air. Um, guys, thank you for again for listening, um, and um, we appreciate everything. Um, go check out Bucket. Check out Trigger Warning. Um, check out Reach for the Ropes. It's the group we're all in. Um, thanks for listening, and um, have a good night. Go. Go.